Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, Upon the Wicked He Shall Rain Snares, Fire, and Brimstone. It shall be focused on a study of Psalms chapter 11. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy Word, which today has been teaching us, Lord, that we put our trust in Thee, and how can the, they say to us, flee as a bird to your mountain? Father, we do not look for any place of refuge except for Thee. For You said, the name of the Lord is a mighty tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. We thank Thee, Lord, for Your Word, and how, Lord, we've been taught here, Lord, that you are in your holy temple and your throne is in heaven and that your eyes behold and your eyelids try the children of men. So help us, Father, as your word tries us and washes us from our sin. May we be found, Father, worthy. We know, Father, through our humanity, we are not worthy of any of thy grace. But through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, that makes us worthy. And we meet your requirement through that provided way. Help us to take that way with the despised few. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms chapter 11. Psalm 11 To the chief musician, the Psalm of David In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, Flee as a bird to your mountain. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Hebrews chapter 4. This was preached in 1957 on September the 1st in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 178 up to the end. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. The other day, a neighbor of mine came and said, Billy, a certain pastor here in the city, most lovely little person you ever seen, said wife and I were sitting with her pajamas on about midnight, and that little pastor run in, and he, he, he drank some coffee with us, and he tucked out over to the other neighbor's house, and he shook hands with them. They was having a little card game, and he sat down and played cards with them. So oh, he is the most sociable little feller you ever seen. So said, oh, we love him. We wouldn't get rid of him for nothing. I stood there a little bit. I thought, well. So oh, don't you think that every church needs a man like that? <laughs> I couldn't answer that. He said in another little place that they had such a lovely place, this minister and his wife, lovely people, went out and deal with the children so much until they had a, a Bible school and said they just had so many they just overflowed the thing with little children. said, my, he can tell all kinds of little stories of the little children. I said, that's nice. That's awful nice. I went back 
I just come from Canada, and I thought, here I am. My people, <laughs> oh, what's the matter with me? I don't do that. I went washing on my car. I thought, God, I'm going to be an old man. And here I am. I fought, I cried, I begged. And anything I get is a big blaspheme. Anything I get somebody say something bad about you, oh, the old holy roller, something like that. I thought about that, and a voice come to me, said, that man's all right if they're doing that, but I never called you to do that. I called you to take the sword and stand there like Joshua and challenge, brother. Not fool around with some old society or some church organization, but challenge the devil. Stand in the forefront. Make right, right, and wrong, wrong. Preach the word and find out who's got the faith to believe it. Lay them out there. I got to speeding up on that car all the time, boys. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Felt good then. It's all right, Lord. I'll grip her a little tighter. Now I want to die with it in my hand. Who can I make known doctrine? Listen, tables are full of them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Now watch. For precept as upon upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and with other tongues will I speak to this people to whom it is said, this is the Sabbath. Wherein ye shall cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshments, yet they would not hear. For the word of the Lord came unto them. Somebody preached it. Precept upon precept upon precept, line upon line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. What is the rest? When did the rest come? When people spoke with other tongues and had stammered lips. Stammered lips, they didn't speak nothing. They stammered. When did that happen? On the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost come. That is the rest, the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, come unto me, all you weary and heavy lady, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you life, eternal life. Zoe, God's own life. God will come into you and be a part of you. He'll give you a birth and make you a son and daughter. Now, watch that. It was the third rest to give. The first, God received it from His Word. Second, Israel received it in the law. Third, the church received it as a part of God. Three is the number of life. How many knows that? Every time you see three, it's life. Notice, when God created the earth... On the third day was life. How many knows that? The third day there came life on the third day of creation. The Trinity, the Father, was above the people in a pillar of fire. The Son was a man who talked to people and got them ready. The Holy Ghost was the third step which was the Holy Ghost, God in the people. Life, Father, Son, the rest of God, the rest of Israel, and the rest of the church. The Sabbath keeping. So if you've never received the Holy Ghost yet, you have never entered into God's rest. You don't have to say, oh, I could, I want to smoke. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I'm a Christian. I really don't want to drink, but... 
I, I'm a Christian. I just can't, don't want to drink, but yet I like to. If you lust after women, if you do all these ungodly things, you've never hit that rest period yet. You've never entered into your rest. And when you enter into this rest, you cease from your own worldly works like God did from His. Why, you're part of God. You rest eternally. There you are. That's the Sabbath. Come unto me, all your labor. Today He limited a certain day. After so long a time of David, when you hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Just a word or two more here now. We'll suppose. For he that has entered into Christ's rest, come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden, you have ceased from your own works as God did from his on the seventh day. Yours might have been the 30th year, the 40th year, the 5th year. Whatever it is, you have ceased from your works as God did from his eternally. You no more want the things of the world. The world's dead to you. Now, 11th verse now, closely. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Not this one. Not this one, but this one. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. What is it? The pillar of fire is here. The angel of the Lord is with us. He's doing the very same things that he said he would do. And people stumble around saying, Oh, well, I guess it's all right. That's pretty good. Oh, I guess it's okay. Be careful that you don't fall in the same snare of unbelief. You take it with all your heart. Watch. For the Word of God, not the doctrine of the church. The Word of God is quicker, more powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. Listen. Piercing even the dividing asunder of the soul, the spirit, the joints, and the marrow. And listen. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. What was that? The Holy Spirit can come and say, you did a certain, certain thing. And you did this and did that. You had this kind of disease and that. If you'll make this right, you'll do that. See? Discerner of the thoughts. And people say, what is that? Why, it's mental telepathy. Why, it's a, he's a fortune teller. See what I mean? It's a wicked old adulterous world that don't know God. Is quicker, thoughter, more powerful than a two-edged sword, and a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now, what is it that knows the intents of the heart? God. You said, well, the Bible said the Word of God. The Word of God is God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. God discerns the thoughts. Abraham had his back turned and, and so did God had his back turned to the tent and Sarah laughed and God turned around and said, what made Sarah laugh? A discerner of the thoughts of the heart. I want that to soak a little bit. Then when that kind of ministry raises up that God promised in the last days, what happened? It's mental telepathy. Did not they call the Lord himself Beelzebub? He said if they call the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call his disciples? I love you. It goes to show that you're interested enough. You don't have to come to an air-conditioned building to hear the gospel. You're hungry enough to come to a place like this. God never would let us build nothing but this. We love it this way. It's just a little shack, but that's the way we love it. God don't dwell in glamour. God dwells in humility. We love it like this. We're happy to come, and you are too. 
to sit in a, a place like this. No matter how hot it is, how much you sweat on your new suit, your new dress, that don't make any difference. You're listening to eternal life, to the Word of God that knows the thoughts of your heart. Amen. The pillar of fire that hung over the children of Israel Amen. hangs here tonight. I could challenge it. There isn't a man can stand here under the power of the Holy Ghost without God spilling him right out and telling him what he was. Amen. Right. There you are. What is it? What is it? It's the same Spirit that led the children of Israel to the rest and they fell because of unbelief. Don't you fall. This is the last chance. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, life come through there. Justification, Martin Luther, still a form of religion. Sanctification, Martin Luther and John Wesley. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, life. Justification is believing. Sanctification is a cleansing. Holy Ghost is a filling. Life. Not through the Lutheran age, they had it in the form. Not through the Wesley age, they had it in the form. But this is the age when the Holy Ghost comes itself. And if you haven't received it, how do you, can you believe miracles? Amen. It takes God in you to believe. You act like God. You know like God. You think like God. The Bible said that you are amateur little gods. Amen. Jesus said so. For you're a part of God. Just the same as I'm a little Branham. And you're a little whoever you are. It's because your parents is that name. The nature that you are is because your parents is that way. Oh, you was born to them. And the reason that you believe God and believe in miracles and signs and wonders is because you're sons and daughters of God. Amen. You receive life. Life comes on the third. All right. When Jesus went up on the mountain, everywhere he went, he would take Peter, James, and John. Three witnesses. Three is the number of life. Get it? Love. Joy. Peace. Now, let's go quickly now to the end of the chapter, quickly as we read. For the word of God is quicker, more powerful than two-edged sword, and discerning even the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, but all things are open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Brother, there's not a fly I could light on the post there without him knowing it. All things are open. Brother, He knows everything that you ever did, ever thought you ever thought of. That's what He is. We bleed Him like that. And when God comes into us and sets us in the church, He puts gifts and things in the church to operate His being. If God is that infant God, then He heals the sick. He can raise the dead. He can cleanse the lepers. Make the blind to see. He can give visions. He can do all kinds of these things working through His church because it's God in you. There's the church. How does that church become a church? By joining it? No, sir. By shaking hands? No, sir. By water baptism? No, sir. By membership? No, sir. How do you get it? For by one Spirit... We are all baptized into one body. There you are. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation. No worldly condemnation. They can't accuse you of nothing. There's no condemnation to them 
that are in Christ Jesus, that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There you are. That's how to judge your Christianity. That's how to know you've entered into that rest. The world don't bother you no more. Certainly, you sit, walk away from it, you got something better to think of. There you are. No condemnation. That's how we get into the body. And you're secured forever. The Bible said so. Look over here to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. It said, For were these offerings of bulls and sacrifices, remembrance is made of sin every year. But this man, through one sacrifice, blessed be his holy name. For by one sacrifice he has perfected forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Not for the next revival, but forever. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. We're walking in the light, the beautiful light. The birds sing different. Sitting here looking at this little alcoholic. About five years ago, I guess, Rosella, a wall-eyed bat walking down the streets of Chicago, drunk, twisting around, walking in every kind of sin that there was, drunken in everything that she could be. And one night, the Holy Spirit... It's quicker than more powerful than two-eight swords. Said, woman, you are an alcoholic. Hallelujah. If that ain't the same God that was back down there who knows Sarah laughed behind him, I don't know what he is. Up in the audience to another little woman, she went and got brought in there, said, you are a dope addict. How he deserves the thoughts of the mind. And great big aristocratic ministers sitting there who has worldwide evangelism with their hands folded back in t-shirts thought we didn't know them like they could sit under a meeting like that and God wouldn't reveal who they were sitting there looking different like they were somebody else the Holy Ghost knew who they was and they sat there in their hearts thought it was mental telepathy know more about God than a hot and tight we know about Egyptian night that's right they know it by letter but not by spirit the letter killeth but the spirit giveth life that's it. That's the idea. Quicker, more powerful than a two-edged sword, a discerner of the thoughts of the heart. Listen. Watch. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight. But all things are naked and open before his eyes. To him who we have to do with, seeing then that we have a great high priest. Listen now to the sick. That has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Hold fast. That don't mean just keep testifying. If you don't live the life, you don't hold it fast. You're living a hypocritical thing. You're, you better be going out and say you're a sinner and forget about it. Don't profess a Christian lives something else. You're the biggest stumbling block the world's ever had. If you're a sinner, admit it and go on. Get right with God. If you're a Christian, hold fast your confession. Stay there. Watch this now. I want to get this in just before we leave. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Listen. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace and help in the time of need. Blessed be the name of God. Amen. Listen, Baptist. 
Presbyterian, Lutheran. You're going to ask me this question. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. I know that's where you always go. That's true. What more can a man do but believe God? That's exactly right. That's all he can do. But when God recognizes that faith, he gives you the Holy Ghost. Now what do I do, Brother Branham? Do I shout? Not necessary. Do I speak with tongues? Not necessary. You can shout and speak with tongues both and still live like a, like a heathen. Still lust for women. You can still smoke and drink and everything else. I've seen people speak with tongues and go right out and pull some of the dirtiest, crookedest deal I've ever seen. I've seen them shout and cry crocodile tears and would steal a, anything you get a hold of. I've seen them walk out and every girl goes down the street and turns. <laughs> That's one good sign you haven't got it. Trying, but brother, when you pass from death unto life, all those things become dead, and you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. If you see something wrong, you'll pray for it. God be merciful. And if you see troubles, instead of going tattling and trying to make it worse, you'll try to get to the person and straighten it up and quieten it right quick. That's the spirit of God in you. If you make a mistake, you're subject to them. If you make a mistake, you'll correct it. Right quick, don't let the sun go down on your ass. That's how you know you're passing death and life. you got love, peace, joy, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, patience. We have a high priest sitting in heaven, ready to make intercessions upon our profession. What is it? It's when Jesus went back to the Logos, the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel, sitting in the presence of them, great fountain, rainbow of light to come out, the seven perfect spirits. A perfect spirit of love. Now watch. The first is a perfect love. That's God's love. Pure, unadulterated. The next comes in there is uh, filial love. That's love that you have for your wife and your children. The next drops after that is lustful love. The next is ungodly love. And it just goes on down until it's filth. Just keep on perverting, perverting. And everything that had a beginning has an end. And all that will be taken right away and no members of it all and come right back to the perfect someday. And the only way you can stop down here halfway of the way and get up here, you've got to be all the way in. Amen. Trusting, resting completely in the salvation that Jesus Christ gives to you by faith. Amen. There's a spirit of honesty that comes from God. That's the fountain. Fountain of God. That's honesty. The next is a man who will do a good deed for his neighbor. The next is the guy you have to watch him. The next is the guy's a thief. The next is the guy's a murderer. Hold up. See that perverse right on down? But all them things speak of a real. That's what I say every time you see a person that's, you see a little couple walking down the street, sweethearts, maybe they're 80 years old. It only speaks that in heaven, there's a young couple that represent them. In heaven. If this earthly tabernacle is dissolved, we have one there. If you see a man that's cheating, stealing, lying, just remember his part's waiting in hell for him. His place where he'll be tormented in the presence of God and the holy angel with fire and brimstone. He'll be tormented there. Not forever. He can't be tormented forever. Forever don't mean all, all times. Eternity is forever. Eternity is, has no beginning or end. But forever is a space of time. The Bible said forever and conjunction forever. Jonah said he is in the belly of the whale forever. It's a space of time. But look, there's only one eternal life. And that's God. 
And if you're going to be tormented forever and can never die, you got eternal life. You can't be tormented forever. You may be tormented for a hundred million years in the presence of God and the holy angel with fire and brimstone. I don't know how long it's designated, but it's finally got to come to an end because it had a beginning. And God alone has eternal life. He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me doesn't have forever life. He has eternal life. That life that begins, not nothing along here, but all the way up there, eternal life. Zoe, God's own life, comes down and dwells in the man, and he's eternal with God and can't die. That's what the Word says. Just think of it. Is there two eternal lives? You couldn't answer that, could you? There's one eternal life, and that's the life of God. This other kind of life, no matter what it is, it's got an end to it. And anything that had a beginning has an end. But anything that had no beginning has no end. And God said He would give us eternal life without beginning. We were just made a part of Him. And actually the life that's in us wasn't brought here by human nature. Nature gave us the Spirit, but that Spirit died and we got the Spirit of God. Glory to God. Was God a man? Certainly. Let us make man in our own image. What was God in? Theosomy, a body. And there God, man was made like that and put over the garden. But there was no man to till the soil in the senses. Then he created man out of the dust of earth and animal life. And that man tilled the soil and the man fell by transgression. Correctly. And God, the theosomy, come down and was made flesh and dwelt among us to redeem the man. So it's nothing you could do. You're a sinner to start with. You're shaped in iniquity. You're born in sin. Come to the world speaking lies. You were born here in this world by a sexual desire of your father and mother. And you're just as hell bound as you can be. I don't care what you do. You might never lie, steal, keep every commandment and everything else. And you'll go to hell like a martin to its box. But the only way that you ever can live again is to accept the Holy Spirit, God's eternal life. What made you what you are? In the beginning when the Holy Ghost brewed over the earth, it wasn't nothing but volcanic eruption. A little Easter flower come up. God said, that looks pretty, just keep brooding. Flowers come up, grass come up, trees come up, birds flew out of the dust, animals come up, a man come up. Now, how was it done? By the brooding of the Holy Spirit, bringing these materials together, potash, calcium, making the flowers, making animal, making you. Now you've got a free choice. God broods back to you and says, Hear my voice? Harden not your heart like in the days of provocation. Here he comes down, preaches the word. The gospel preached unto them was not, didn't have faith in it, so it didn't do them no good. They heard it, but they didn't believe it. God come down and showed them a pillar of fire, showed by his prophets signs and wonders he is with him. They didn't believe it. Oh, they like to see the miracles. They like to hear the prophet. But as far as believing it, they didn't. Their lies proves they didn't. Now, he said, don't you follow at that same example of unbelief. For in this last days to the Gentile church, God has appeared again. Same signs, same wonder, same pillar of fire, vindicated, proven. Let us not harden our hearts and fall in that temptation back under of unbelief. For we'll rot on earth and that'll be all of it. And when the Holy Spirit knocks at your heart, after so long a time, when you hear my voice harden out your heart, say, child of mine, this is the truth. Don't look at the messenger. Listen to the message. Believe it. Harden not your heart as in the days of provocation. When he hears your voice, harden not your heart. Then you say, yes, Lord, I believe. 
then you enter into life. The Holy Spirit comes into you. Your old spirit dies out. It makes you lust and hate and malice and enmity and, and hatred and all that things dies away. And you become full of love, joy, peace, resting. No matter how the winds blow, it's all right. My anchor holds within the veil. Whoever high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. For on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other grounds the sinking sand. Amen. There you are. Eddie Pruitt, as he wrote that famous song, all other grounds, all denominations, all creeds, all doctrines fade away. Christ. You say, well, I know the Bible. You don't have life for knowing the Bible. I know my catechism. You don't have life for knowing your catechism. Well, I'm a Christian. You don't have life by professing Christianity. You have life by knowing Him. Knowing Him, you have life. Then you enter into His rest. You cease from your works as God did from His. You're made a son of God, a partaker of God. And if that, if that Holy Spirit woos to you, and you woo back, say, Yes, Lord, or coos. Who? Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And you say, Ah, I'm young. I got all oh, my pastor don't pray. All oh, I got to do, see, you'll never find it. But when you say, Yes, my Lord, I hear your voice. I don't harden my heart. I don't care, Lord. It's your word and I believe you. Take me, Jesus, just as I am, without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. And that I promise I'll believe, O oh, Lamb of God, I come. Lay your hands upon his dying head. Say, Lord, I'm a sinner. And you've called me. All the Father has given me will come to me. And I'll raise him up at the last day. Yes, Lord, I come. I harden out my heart as they did in provocation. I truly believe. And what does he do? He gives you his life. Zoe. Eternal life. And if God could raise us from the dust of the earth, where we come from. Did we come from the dust? Everything you see come from the dust. And if God could make me what I am today without having any choice, just because His desire was to make me, and give me the opportunity to face Calvary and make my decision, and I made my decision and believed on Him, how much more will He raise me up? Amen. If He made me what I am without a choice, then I took a choice and took it to Him when He laid His hands by Himself and swore by Himself that He'd raise me up in the last day. I rest assured. I have rest. Not because I worship on Sunday. Not because I worship on the Sabbath. That has nothing to do with it. I worship because I've entered into His peace and rest. Peace, rest, love, joy. Let the storms fly, my anchor holds. Have you got that experience tonight, friend of mine, and set you in this hot tabernacle? You didn't come to hear me. No, you come to hear the Word. Listen, my friend. Now, if you haven't got that rest, you can find it right now. You don't have to come up here at the altar. Sit right where you are. Be sincere. And say, Christ, just speak to my heart. I know it's hot. I'm, I'm just all lathering sweaty. I'm awful. But Lord, truly, I may be sweating with pain worse than this before morning. And the doctor may shake his head and say, it's a heart attack. He's gone. Then what? What then? When the great book is open, what then? You heard that song. What then? When the ones that's rejected the message will be asked to give a reason, what then? What then? Think of it now real deeply. 
while we bow our heads. Thank you. When the one that's rejecting this message tonight going to be asked to give a reason what then what then what then when the great book is open what then when the ones that's rejecting this message tonight you're going to be asked to give a reason what then my heavenly father this is all in your hands now here's the true sabbath laying before the people Here's the angel of God for the last few years has blasted around the world. Critics and everything else has tried to condemn it. But every time you prove yourself to be God. Scientific world, the church world, are they blind, Lord? Maybe there's one in here tonight who would like to receive their sight. To walk on. And not tempt God as in the days of provocation. Not try to tempt him to be good on Sunday or keep a certain day or to a certain creed or to belong to a certain church, but would like to come out and be circumcised by the heart and receive the Holy Spirit. And they want him by faith now. They're trying to accept him into their heart. They're trying to find grace with you, Lord. Oh, they may have spoken tongues. They might have shouted. They still got the same old temper. They still got the same old malice. They still tattle and talk and do things they shouldn't do. They don't want that, Lord. What then? When that great book is open that said such won't enter the kingdom, be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Anything short will not go in. Are they wholly trusting tonight in the crucified? If not, Lord, may they make that one eternal yes just now. Say, Lord, I no emotion, but I just feel something down in my heart. Amen. That something's telling me I can do it right now by your grace. Amen. And I'm now accepting you as my personal Savior. I'm, I'm rejecting all the things of the world, and I want to enter your rest, and I believe I'm doing it right now. Amen. I believe the Holy Spirit is bringing me right into that place. While every head's bowed, does anybody feel that way just now? Raise your hand. The Holy Spirit is now bringing me into a place where I won't tattle anymore. God bless you. I won't do the things. My temper's gone. I can live in peace and joy and long-suffering. From right now, I believe God's is speaking to me right now, and I can do it from this hour on by His grace. Would you raise your hands? God bless you. God bless the young lady. Someone else, I now believe. Don't tempt him as in the day of provocation. Don't think because we go to church on Sunday or keep the Sabbath, Paul said you that keep days or moons or so forth, I'm afraid of you. The law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the thing can never make the worshiper perfect. But Christ makes you perfect. Perfect in the sight of God. He takes away your sin, takes condemnation from you, gives you His love and joy. Would you enter into rest now? Someone else raise your hand and say, I have did that. God bless you, young lady, over here to my left. 
God bless you, the man setting him aright, entering into his rest. Think of it just now. Pray, just as I am, Lord. Without one plea, I'm no good. Nothing I can offer you. But just my old worn-out sinful life. Will you receive me? Cleanse, relieve. Because I promise I'll believe. Oh, Lamb of God, I come. I now come believing that now I've passed from death unto life because right here in my seat I've accepted you as my Savior and I feel peace in my heart. Five has raised up their hands. Would another one that feels that way? Raise your hand. If you're not a Christian, accept him just now. If you profess to be a Christian and have not been that kind of, you're still a sinner. No matter what life you, you've done or how you try to make yourself, what you do is not accepted. It's what he done. Your own righteousness won't be accepted. If you quit smoking just because you said, well, I better quit smoking because I profess Christianity, God don't accept it. If you quit lusting after women just because that you're making yourself do it, God don't accept it. That's something you do. That's works. It's grace that saves you. Has God come to you and taken the whole thing out of you? That's the next thing. You say, I joined church and so I had to quit these things. God didn't accept that. Nothing you can offer. He only accepts what Christ gives. He gives you eternal life and takes it from you. Will you receive it? Out on the stormy come anchor your soul in the haven of rest and Why don't you be raise your hand? The message is over now. Let's just worship now. I'll say the wild sea no more. The tempest may sweep or
feels real good. Raise your hand. That's sweet, humble spirit. That's it. To be like Jesus. Just to be like As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Your word and for Your love and for speaking to us today. We pray, Father, may the words that we've heard change us from within, wash us from our sins, and make us, Father, real ambassadors of Christ. We thank Thee for Thy word, which You said in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among. So we thank Thee, Father, for that word dwelling among us. Help us, Father, to be molded into the rupturing condition where we will be changed in a twinkling of an eye into a body incorruptible. In the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Let's go.
shall see them no more. 